Oh yeah. That's right. Welcome everybody. Uh, another episode of Nerdin' and Learning, number eight. It is the seventeenth of May of twenty eighteen. How are ya? How we doing? Um, I actually first want to go ahead and say um, we got a lot of news. We got a lot to get through, but we also have we have, we should probably take a moment. Um, yes, it's been a difficult hockey season with the uh, uh, Saskatchewan bus incident that was hit by the semi. You know those kids that died. Uh, the Toronto terrorist attack, and that, that's that been a little difficult, and not only for hockey fans, but for people across the globe. And we're also reminded, uh, Dean Del Rey on Instagram, because that's Instagram is a great tool if you're in media and show business. Uh, so if you, if you have a podcast or something, you definitely, definitely need to have an Instagram. Uh, Dean Del Rey. Shared a picture of when he used to do rock and roll before he moved over to stand up uh, of him and Bill Paxton, and uh, we we are reminded of Bill Paxton's death. Uh, it'll it'll be a year uh, tomorrow. It'll, and what's interesting about that? Um, it's also the Agents of Shield uh, season finale, which was going to be the series finale, but seeing as we got renewed. Uh, for summer of 2019 for a short order for 13 episodes. Um, Bill Paxton was in S.H.I.E.L.D. for two seasons. And it was it was awesome. Uh, excuse me. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, for a season, sorry. Uh, and he and Brett Dalton got to, they, they all got really close. Uh, Clark Gregg as well. And, you know, unfortunately he died. Uh, so... You know, uh, he left the series before uh, before he died, but I don't know if he was sick or or what have you. So I definitely uh, some Agents of Shield is, uh, season one is probably uh, on the list for for this evening because uh, Bill Paxton. Say what you will about people that that pass and and you know who don't have the most memorable of catalogs, but uh, the, to the right people. We definitely appreciate the influence where 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 you can leave it, and and also the memory because you'll forever be immortal. Uh, and we also have uh, we also need to remember. I know I don't talk about music very much, but that that uh, but I definitely think uh, uh, we should definitely talk talk about some Chris Cornell because uh, it's also Mental Health Awareness Month. Simultaneously, as uh, it's also uh, hard to remember that these people that these people that died. So, Chris Cornell, you know, say what you will, suicide, murder, and you know, jury's still out. Uh, I grew up listening to Audio Slave and uh, Pearl Jam and all all of the works that that he has been a part of. So, I definitely uh, think that the this episode is, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be heavy about, about the opener, you know, you know me, Papa Nate, you know, I'm, I'm all about having fun and, and sharing ideas and being supportive, but first we also should probably address maybe some uh, re- real legitimate think uh, so we can prepare ourselves for the 
uh, variety of episodes that I, that I have for you today. So let's go to move on. And thank you to both those people for all the hard work that you have given us and for it for let's go ahead and uh definitely be the be- best versions of ourselves uh for for honoring the dead and the people that have truly sacrificed their blood sweat and tears and mental health for producing great art moving on um infinity war news a little bit kind of uh how it should have ended one of the best youtube channels uh rather best content developers ever uh, definitely be sure to check out their YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all all of that jazz. Uh, they released the Black Panther hizzy. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was so funny that uh, the performers who did the voice acting nailed the accents. So you definitely need to be sure to check that out. And it was great to see a uh, at the end. Uh, actually. Uh, no spoilers. You'll enjoy the end if you're a fan of Hizzy. But if you're if you're new to what how it should have ended, is then I don't want to spoil it for you because it's really really funny and you'll appreciate that that uh, everyone at How It Should Have Ended works with Disney, Marvel Studios, and a bunch of other content developers that feature their content on avenues like YouTube. Uh, you'll appreciate you'll appreciate it a lot because it's great laugh and more importantly. Um, it also gives you a different perspective and makes you wonder how different would Black Panther be if there was no Killmonger, if he was just Eric and, you know, was taken back to Wakanda. Probably wouldn't be covered in all those bumps with bond, with all the people that he killed. You know, probably be able to sleep a little better and maybe he wouldn't be so angry. Maybe have a different haircut. Who knows? I'm not Michael B. Jordan. But he definitely, uh, Michael B. Jordan did a great job in Black Panther. So either way, it's going to be great to see more from that. Um, I definitely want to go ahead and pull up some, um, let's see, some movie news a little bit. Uh, Deadpool 2 is releasing tomorrow all the all the all the channels and all and all the news that i read is is definitely already saying great things about it and you're gonna really really and enjoy the cameos and apparently that the step the, the storyline is great there's better jokes it's they're not such low-hanging fruit there's some real meta references apparently so i'm definitely excited for deadpool 2 and let me see real quick. Uh, I still need to see Isle of Dogs, but that apparently was a lot of fun. Um, Lou Over the Wall is, because uh, those of you that know me uh, know that I'm a massive anime fan. And it's it's getting rave reviews. It's it got four to five, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't know how much of a, of a of, of critic you can believe have. Uh, Sorry, believability of criticism Rotten Tomatoes is, but they're they've definitely been around for a long time, and I definitely um, appreciate good art, and art to make feel something, and I've been and I certainly want to see this uh, from visionary anime auteur uh, Masaki Yuasa comes a joyously hallucinogenic but family friendly <laughs> take on the classic fairy tale about a little mermaid who comes ashore to join a middle school rock band and propels them to fame. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a reimagining of Little Mermaid, but it's it's probably probably better because anime is better than 
uh, animated work that isn't. That's that's unfair to say, you fucking prick. Officially not safe for kids this episode. NSFK. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That looks at, uh, they're doing some world building with that, so we'll, let's see how they do. Of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, is going to be dope. I'll, I'll get, I'll talk about more of that, about that as we get close. Uh, Ocean's 8 is coming out real soon, and uh, Solo, a Star Wars story on May 25th. I'll talk about Solo a little more as we get closer to it, as, as we get a little more, uh, as I get more information on what to expect and think about, con- uh, think about it better, then I'll definitely talk about it more. But Ocean's 8, I definitely suggest seeing it. If you're, especially if you're a big fan of the originals, the original, the original trilogy. No, you know, don't go wrong. Oceans 12 and 13 weren't necessarily everything they should have been, but they were still snappy, witty fun. You know, seeing Brad Pitt be handsome as shit eating. All right. Let me, let me hold on. First of all, (laughs) Brad Pitt. Great. Secondly, food thirdly he makes food look sexy and for some reason in every scene and every oceans film <laughs> he's always got something in his mouth and which is great because it's it's a gimmick and and it kind of well i'm talking about it right and it, it makes me wonder how you can really use food as a prop as a performer or if you can uh, elevate uh, anything that you might be a part of just by being aware of how you're, of how you're behaving and eating, and you might be able to, who knows, be able to land that account over dinner, or be able to really uh, make that uh, tech language a little more clear when when you're having coffee and, and a cake or something. If you live in Oaktown or SF or any of the major tech cities, Silicon Valley, you know, you never you never know when you might be able to impress somebody with your knowledge of food. So, I suppose. Take it in stride and see what always see what you can learn, because there are definitely um, there are traits from my my favorite uh, comics podcasters and just where, where I've just generally been influenced that has really definitely been um, I, I can definitely be a little over influenced. So it's nice to see where where that my beats come from, and apparently Brad Pitt is one of. Thanks, buddy. Anyway, that that went a little off the rails. <laughs> he's a dope, and I heard he might be in Deadpool too. Spoiler alert. Uh, so Deadpool two should be great. Uh, the Colony. Uh, what happened in Colonia inside the terrifying, uh, terrifying Nazi call that inspired Emma Watson's new film? So Tim Kennedy, who was on Joe Rogan's podcast, literally right now, but I had to get to my show. He has new, his new show, Hunting Hitler. And they're and they just wrap. I believe they're about to finish their third season, and the colony and Watson's new film is based upon that idea, uh, Colonia, uh, and a lot of bad shit went down at Colonia. Essentially, Joseph Mengele, so uh, the Nazis, right? They took all that gold fillings, every everything that they stole from you know my people, the Jews, uh, and you know bought land with it. And essentially a, a safe future because, or or they were planning on satelliting in Argentina. Whatever the plan was, that's essentially what happened. And it's all researched, it's all documented. You can listen to it on podcasts. You can read the goddamn information. However, uh, you can go to Chile and see these 
300 plus thousand descendants of Nazis, Aryans living in the middle of Chile that, and it looks just like Europe. And Tim Kennedy was talking about it and I, and I was supposed to get to my show and I could not believe myself. So I started doing research and sure enough, uh, Jordan and I, my fiance and I, uh, we want to we want to see the colony, and uh, uh, Daniel Brühl's in it, so uh, it, it's definitely going to it's definitely going to be good. Uh, Colonia uh, Dignidad began as a utopian experiment. Its residents, wearing traditional dress, leader hose and hats, headscarves, and cut off from the outside world lived in a Bavarian-style village, and worked in mills, factories, farms, even a hospital that the community built. According to Peter uh, Ciavelis, an expert in Chilean politics at Wake Forest University, North Carolina, this wasn't so unusual in that part of Chile. Even today, there are a number of communities where people still speak German and celebrate German customs. It even looks like Germany, Uh, Ciavelis says. It's astounding. Ciavelis says, Colonia Dignidad was founded in the mid-50s as an educational society to promote and preserve German culture, language, and education. Eventually, it turned into this very sort of creepy, closed bunker in south-central Chile that housed some pretty unsavory individuals. The Reddit report released released after an investigation into human rights abuses by the Pinochet dictatorship from evidence of, of Colonia Dignidad was used as a torture camp and housed political detainees from 1973. There were hundreds of torture camps that have been well documented, Cialva says. Uh, uh, excuse me, Cialavas. Cialvelas. Uh, and Colonia Dignidad was one of them. Every utopian community ha- must have a leader, and for the vast majority of its existence, Colonia Dignidad was Paul, Sch- was Paul Schaefer. Born in 21 in Troisdorf, just south of Cologne, be- became evangelist preacher, but was fired from an early job as a church youth leader following an allegation he had abused young boys under his watch. Ugh. He then started an orphanage, but an arrest warrant was issued after the mother of two boys claimed he molested them before he could be captured. A chance meeting with the then Chilean ambassador to Germany, who wasn't privy to information about Schaefer's nefarious past invited him to relocate to Chile. Schaefer took with him some of his faithful Germany, sorry, some of his faithful from Germany, and it didn't take long for him to solidify control of Colonia, Colonia Dignidad. Memberships of the group began adopting Chilean children from poor local families, giving Schaefer a seamlessly endless supply of victims. And it goes, you know, the article goes further, but that's essentially the roots of this terrible, terrible place. And next thing you know, the story is being, is being told about people being lit on fire and healed and then abused and lit on fire again. And it's, ugh, it was really fucked up. So it definitely threw me off. So I definitely, I, I felt that this knowledge that isn't common sh- certainly should be common because there's a, a, a major lack of people that will go out and research and maybe, maybe be able to talk about it, write about it, or do some kind of journaling or, or exploration. Because I certainly, how I felt uh, after I, you know, realizing that, you know, there was 
a rise of the for- Fourth Reich that was trying that was, they were trying to occur in, that was trying to occur in the sixties. It just made me sick. So that's definitely a nerd and, and learning issue. And and oh, I'd rather do a, an an essay type uh, speech or speak or monologue or something to that effect about it, or address it in some stand up because it's really heavy, and I don't want to go on about it because gross. Um, Joe Rogan also had Big John McCarthy on, who was a, a, a kind of a founder of MMA. Uh, I definitely suggest listening to that episode. He, he moved over from UFC refereeing, or rather refereeing, to Bellator commentary full-time. So it's great for him, because uh, it's he also has a lot of discs, disc problems, and these disc problems that you have, because you have discs in your neck, you have discs in your back, and they'll, sometimes they'll fuse together naturally. Which is, you know, fine. Apparently, doctors say the longer you can wait pain out to see if it'll heal itself, the better. Because you don't want to do stem cell shots or surgery until you absolutely need to. Because you never know when your body might just be able to adapt and then it'll be fine. Because that's what happened with my discs when uh, on my back, you know, my mid-shelf. It, it just, ugh. It, it, it was grueling and it hurt and put me out of work. But it gave me a lot of time to read and think and be a better podcaster. And, more, and ultimately... Uh, you know, I, I definitely have to agree with uh, with what Big John and Joe were, were saying, and, and and the research that is proven. Uh, you just gotta wait it out, and if you have disc problems, maybe take a job that's a little easier, so that way you're not beating yourself up. Mind you, I don't like to have to get sweaty for my job. Don't get me wrong; you should get sweaty, yes, but uh, uh I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't like having to do manual labor anymore. <laughs> I like being able to walk around as opposed to complain about my job that beats me up so I can't walk around. That's so meta. <laughs> All right, let's keep let's let's plow ahead here. Um, video game news. Boom. Nerd and learn on some video games. Uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty Four. Black Black Ops Four. Um, it doesn't have a campaign. In lieu of a traditional campaign, Black Ops 4 features solo missions for each specialist. Uh, as promised, Activision unveiled a ton of details about this year's Call of Duty game during its Black Ops 4 community re- reveal event. One of the more surprising things we learned about the title, however, is that it won't feature a traditional single-player game, single-player campaign, excuse me, as previous installments in the series did. In lieu of a single-player game, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will feature an assortment of solo missions that, re- that revolve around each of the game's specialist characters. These will still contain the, spe- the spectacular set-piece moments the series is known for, and they'll reveal each other's backstory and other details as players work their way through them. Uh, that's cool with me, man. I heard that that was a, a concern by quite a few people, but I mean, why not try something new for a franchise that's been doing that one thing that they're trying to get away from, or they, they've been doing that one thing that they're trying to get away from for uh, an incredibly long time. So I definitely don't want to fault uh, writers trying new works because maybe it'll work really well for people that don't necessarily have all the time in the world to dedicate to a new IP. So right on. Uh, however, Call of Duty Zombies, uh, Black Ops 4, looks amazing uh unreal engine that that has been developed is for for certain uh, gaming franchises ip whatever you want to call it um 
Activision finally opened the floodgates and revealed a torrent of information about Call of Duty Black Ops 4 in addition to only specialist multiplayer. This is of popular shooter franchise have also come with a Zombies story mode. In Zombies, four characters travel through time to battle an evil cult <laughs> while killing hordes of the undead along the way. It's set across three unique missions, each of which has its own map. The Nine, Voyage of Despair, and Blood of the Dead. The Nine takes place in Roman Battle Arena, where players must fend off zombies and special undead enemies using swords, shields, axes, spears, and the other ones. I don't want to spoil it for you. Do your own goddamn research. Or go watch the video on YouTube, because it looks really, really fun. And, yeah, a little gory, but, eh. Everything's, you know, not necessarily going to be able to be, uh... I mean... Your kid playing a game is not my problem. That's your fault as a parent. But let's see, uh, before we move on from gaming, State of Decay 2 coming May 18th. I, uh, I, play, I played the first one. It was, it was fucking amazing. State of Decay 2, however. Uh, you know, apocalypse. Uh, apocalyptic. Um, it's certainly... Let's see. Let me get my head up. Get the head together right. Uh, people are playing it uh, live. They, that they got the pre-order because the pre-order is out already, and the graphics I gotta say are real clean. And uh, you can sign up on PC or Xbox, so it's it's applicable in, in multiple avenues. And it's and if you want, you can pre-order it. Let's see some of the biggest changes. Um, a lot, a lot has changed since uh, State, since State of Decay came back out in 2013. Uh, here we go. I apologize. Um, these include uh, in the video above we break down some of the biggest differences between the sequel and first uh, State of Decay. These include vehicle supply management. The dangerous plague zombie infection and hazardous areas are taken over by plague hearts. So it's going to be a little that there's going to you're going to see an evolution of what's occurring with the mechanics and your your options of of gameplay at the end of the day. And it looks like it's fairly open world, so I would definitely suggest playing the shit out of it. Because why not? Gaming's fun. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, but that's far off. And moving on. Minimize. I suppose... Let's see, 2250? Yeah, we got plenty of time here. Uh, Alright. Uh, this NHL playoff season. Oh my god. If, if I could explain physics better, I would really like to be able to uh, explain how pucks... Can, you can just get lucky with with, uh, with puck luck. That's what that's called. Uh, there's the Golden Knights, man. They are turning that series around, and they, they're leading 2-1. to one. Washington leads uh, the series over Tampa Bay 2-1, and I'm definitely definitely enjoying uh, the the playoffs as, as we, uh, excuse me, uh, the uh, Eastern, and Eastern and Western Conference Finals, because after the, after However many games per per conference final, Stanley Cup. We get to see Lord Stanley, and we get to watch some of the best 
best finals uh, ever in, 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 in the history of hockey, especially if Vegas goes all the way as the first expansion team to ever win the Stanley Cup. And I called it from the beginning, and, and the odds on, on, that, on them winning were 500 to 1. Think about that. Uh, the Royal Wedding, I do not give a shit about that. There's a lot of things I don't want to say about those people because I would get murdered. <sighs> Dark history, that family. Um, and I want to go ahead and touch on the shows that were canceled. I didn't mean any offense. I, I, no one had said really anything, but uh, for everyone that lost their 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 job, uh, whether you're in front of the camera, or behind the camera, my apologies. But I really hope uh, I really hope you go ahead and find some decent work that makes you happy, and more importantly, maybe you'll be able you'll you'll be able to get your property picked up, and it will indeed. Uh, be your, your moment where you can really, really uh, get ahead and uh, get, sorry, get ahead and more importantly, uh, develop your brand that you've always wanted to develop. So buy a hover bike instead. You can get one. Uh, Russia announced last month that they successfully engineered the world's first hoverbike prototype, very Russianly named. The Scorpion 3 combines te technology of a quadcopter with the seat and control style of a standard motorcycle. The result was something that seems shockingly stable and easily maneuverable. Unfortunately, there's no plan to put any of them in, into commercial production anytime soon, but it's indeed the start. And the scientists made dragonflies into cyborgs. Uh... <laughs> the commentary reads you know that there here's the kind of shit I read and start to wonder if we aren't taking uh, if we aren't starting to take this whole tech thing too far uh, news broke this month that a team of biomedical engineers at Charles Stark Draper Laboratory CSDL in Massachusetts had basically created tiny backpacks that allowed them to control the flight patterns of common dragonflies the project, known as Dragonfly Eye or Dragonfly Eye, used a technique used techniques that basically transmit signals to neurons via light signals. The scientists have been studying the insects in order to open up the possibility for experimenting with controllable flyers that'd be lighter and more robust than any man-made machine out there. If this all sounds terrifying, it's because it totally is. Uh, Boston Dynamics came up with yet another nope-inducing robot. Uh, of course, we can't have a conversation about creepy, horrifying developments in robotics without politely nodding to our friends over at Boston Dynamics, who, of course, this month released perhaps their most horrifying robot yet. The new bot named Handle can balance perfectly on two wheels, travel across uneven surfaces, jump onto and over obstacles, Pick up plenty of weight and haunt us in our goddamn sleep. <laughs> oh, man. That's terrifying. And that's on highsnobiety.com. Man, that is terrifying. That's like the, the dog that you see in uh, that uh, episode of uh, Black Mirror. But that's actual real tech. Ooh, it's scary, man. I'll tell you what. Alright, let's see. I wanted to go ahead and actually bring up some, uh, not Preakness Steak news, but uh, Black Eyed Susan Race news. The 
the race that's featuring uh, all female jockeys and all female horses. And it's on Friday. Uh, post positions, number one, tell your mama. Number two, Midnight Disguise. Three, Coach Rocks. Four, Red Ruby. Five, Mihrab. Six, CS in charge. <laughs> Seven, Good One Honey. Eight, Indy Union. Nine, Sarah Street. Ten, Stakes on a Plane. And after finish, and uh, the the horse that is expected to win, um, uh, Sarah Street will attempt to surprise the favorite horse from the outside as she begins the race from post number nine. And that she, I believe she is expected to win. But let's go ahead and take a better look at this uh, via Google. This is the one thing I kind of wanted to address uh, with, with you folks, because I feel that this race isn't actually getting enough. Um, this race is the, the, the jockeys aren't getting enough love and it, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of too bad that these people are, that these ladies are just being overlooked. It's really unfair. Let's see. All right. Nope. That's not going to work. All right. Come on. All right. Um, $250,000 Black Eyed Susan Stakes runs Friday from Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore with a post time of 4.48 p.m. East uh, Eastern Standard Time. So 2.48. Uh, sorry. 1.48 here. So I'll, I'll definitely, I'm, de I'm not missing it. I'll definitely watch it. We'll feature 10 fillies galloping 1, 1 8 miles. Coach Rocks, the lone graded stakes winner in the field, is the 7-2 morning line favorite. I apologize. Coach Rocks is the favorite. Before you bet the loaded field of the 2018 Black Eyed Susan, uh, Susan race, excuse me. you want to hear what Jody Demling has to say. A fixture in the horse racing world who has been writing about, talking about, and betting on races for years. Demling comes to the Black Eyed Susan 2018, a mind-blowing streak. He has nailed 10 Ten straight Oaks Derby doubles at Churchill Downs. That means he held a ticket with the winners of both races nine straight years. Followed up with this win last May at Churchill Downs by picking Tapright to edge Irish War Cry in the Belmont Stakes, which is exactly what happened. Holy fuck! How did he call that? Enabling him to to cash trifecta and superfecta bets for a monster payout. Demling also nailed the Travers Stakes winner West Coast for Sportsline members. And he capped off 2017 by hitting the Superfecta in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, let's see. Coach Rocks finished a, finished a disappointing 7th in Kentucky Oaks two weeks ago. There are much better values than the 7-2 Black Eyed Susan odd, odds she's getting. Another surprise Red Ruby listed at 5-1 to one, makes a serious run at the title. Because this is a title race for the horse. And if the horse wins... That's good news for that motherfucking horse. You you get more than black eyed Susans ar around your neck. That's that's for sure. Because black eyed Susans are a flower. Uh, tell your mama twenty to one stakes on a plane twenty to one. Mirab twenty to one. CS in charge fifteen to one. Indy Union ten to one. Red Ruby five to one. Good one, honey five to one. Sarah Street four to one. Midnight Skies four to one. Coach Rock seven two odds. Uh, my personal pick. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about. Uh, about uh horse racing i'm really here just to as, as a spectator because i really 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 appreciate what that racing is trying to get females involved and that is certainly fun because it's uh with me too and time's up i'm definitely 
Uh, I'm definitely for uh, more, uh, more more jobs, uh, rather more diversity of options for uh, you know equal opportunity employment. So it's definitely great for for anybody that is wanting to be part of uh, racing. You can check Jody Demling's uh, articles out at sportsline.com. Um, I believe that is all I have. Uh, I did want to leave you with this. Uh, I was listening to Bruce Lee's podcast, uh, from his daughter, uh, Sharon. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Sharon and Shannon, uh, they're, they're the hosts of the podcast. Uh, and they're, they're trying a new segment. I think it's going really well which is why I'll probably try something like that myself um, uh, from the library of Bruce Lee. And he has about over 17,000 books, which makes sense, which makes sense. Cause when he got injured, you can still work out your mind. So that's exactly what he did. Um, he was quoted in saying, uh, teaching isn't what I do. Cause I'm not a teacher. I'm a post, you know, like on a trail, if you see a post, it informs you to go a direction. You have to do the rest. Because sure, you can give you can give someone, you can try and teach them all you want, but unless they they go through the motions themselves or that explore the exploring the intellectual landscape, the physical landscape, and more importantly, wh- whatever politics might be attached and what, whatever the attributes for that particular trail that they're uh, exploring, you you can you know hand them a book, but you still got to do you, you can do you have to do the work yourself. And I realized that that's indeed what, what I am, and that's what uh, nerd and learning is, because we're supposed, you know, let, let me post some content, right? And you're not necessarily being taught everything, because you have to do research on your own. So I think uh, the idea of I am a post, not a teacher, was definitely what I took from that particular episode, and that's episode 98 of uh, Bruce Lee's podcast from The Nerdist uh so definitely be sure to check that out thank you very much shannon and sharon that's the episode everybody i love all of you and be sure to catch something with bill paxton tonight and and listen to chris cordell all day tomorrow or at least like a song if you can well i love you
you